we are recording right now. Here we go. Give us the date also, so oh. for future. Okay. Uh, 12-26-2015 at 3.15 p.m. Pacific. Hmm. So what's the what's the main one? Greenwich Central. Mean Time. Oh. Yeah. No, the Mountain. main one is not Central. <laughs> Central Mountain Time. Central, Central Rocky Mountain Time. Why do I feel like drinking a beer now? <laughs> and here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 0001 and maybe more than a one part series. I am one of your hostesses, Molly with two L's, one O and an IE. With me in combined kitchen, living room, dining room studios are Molly with one L, one A and a Y. And Mackenzie with an M and a Z later on. <laughs> And also an IE. You're, oh, yeah. you're an IE Mackenzie. Since this is our first episode, we asked our pretend listeners to submit some questions that they would like to know about us before we begin. So, our first Twitter follower, potentially Instagram follower, we don't know. Term- I think it's probably Instagram for a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you submit your question <laughs> in a picture form. <laughs> to be read. To be read. On the radio that's where right we're broadcasting the right narrow casting pretend radio tarmageddon 342 asks which one of you is a real live cowgirl what Don- a great question tarmageddon 342 that would be me mackenzie as a profession i teach horseback riding for real for real that's great um perfect Good question, Tarmageddon342. Candy Mandy Guitar asks, which one of you eats chocolate chip waffles with strawberries every day? Crickets. No, okay, that's me. <laughs> that's, that's me, Molly, with an IE and two L's, I don't know. Uh, but recently I've not eaten them with strawberries because they're not that many available oh. in December. It's sad. Yet. No. Yet. Maybe global warming. (laughs) Celestial Arbitration asks, which one of you has the strongest feelings about Redding, California? Uh, That that would be me. Uh, Had to live there for a year. The most exciting thing that happened was when Sarah Palin was the keynote speaker at a logging convention. (laughs) I just felt like I was going crazy every day I lived there for a year. But a really good... Ross? Oh, uh, maybe? No. No. Nope. No. Nothing that good is, about that um, a boot barn, which <laughs> is a store for people who oh, boot barn. buy yes. cowboy boots. Uh, oh. And until Sounds Oregon positive. stole their thunder, uh, Redding was known for having the last in and out uh, before you were heading north oh. up on. Yeah, so that was one reason, uh, one thing of note that made people stop in Redding. And then the other thing was the. Santiago Calatrava Bridge, hmm. which I still have not figured out how a town as uncultured as Reading got a Santiago Calatrava Bridge. Uh, I think the townspeople are also very angry. Their taxpayer money went to that. <laughs> uh, well, all of these questions at one point were going to be revealed in time, but we decided to reveal them right away. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. mystery. No mystery. No. So now you know who we all ourselves. are. That's good. So, we are going to dig in with our first segment, What's the Story, Wishbone? (laughs) Podcasting is difficult. Yes. That's what we're learning. I'm really sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) 
No one could tell <laughs> by your voice. Oh, that's right, because we're it's radio. Uh-huh. It's pretend radio. Um, okay, we're introducing our first segment. <clears throat> One, two. What's the story, Wishbone? What's this you're dreaming of? Such a big imagination for such a little pup. That's good enough. <laughs> That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. How could that little pup wishbone imagine that someday his witty tales, both kinds of tales, would be a cornerstone of this imaginary podcast? Well, wishbone, one through seven, I assume there were a lot of them. This isn't a dream. It is real. As real as a made-up podcast can be. And for this first episode, episode 0001, in case you're (laughs) keeping track, we are diving into one of Mackenzie's favorite, a dogged expose, also known as a dogged expose, but the YouTube video that we watched this on did not specify that it was expose, just expose. they were missing the little (sighs) string on top. Yeah, it was confusing. The French would be so angry. (laughs) I know. Sacre bleu. (laughs) The wrong one. Uh, so, Mackenzie, why don't you start by giving us a plot summary, and then we're going to quickly need to get other Marley's input, because she's never watched Wishbone before, and she's got a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, the curtain opens on um, a very embarrassing picture that has been taken of <laughs> the main heroine, because she's the only girl, Sam. When I couldn't really tell if she was picking her nose or <laughs> eating something, that was confusing. But anyway, I, it was it was referred to both ways. Okay, so throughout it was an the show. undesirable picture yes. that had been printed using what looked like a photocopy <laughs> machine um, and posted around the school, and um, she was very unhappy about that. And so her friends, David and Joe. Joe Talbot. Yes, Joe Talbot. Um, agreed to help her solve the mystery of who posted those pictures and perhaps do something to stop it. Um, and that, the mystery solving part, led Wishbone to take us on an adventure uh, with Sherlock Holmes um, and his interpretation of A Scandal in Bohemia by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that is a good summary. Uh, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Wishbone, in case maybe you were not watching public broadcasting between 1992 and 1995, <laughs> or don't like Jack Russell Terriers, any number, or like real acting, or like real actors, mm-hmm. and maybe that bias turned you off from Wishbone. Uh, the way that a Wishbone episode works is that there's the real life story of Sam and Joe and Dave Vid and their mom Ms. Talbot <laughs> and I presumably a, her a lover random lady <laughs> these random ladies <laughs> just showing up and giving really bad advice bad advice bad, bad advice, bad advice. Yes. that is because there's yes. a, there's not a lot of time to really flesh out the real life story because <laughs> you've got to Got to handle the the text material. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then and then uh, we go into the PBS back studio lot, or maybe they've just yeah, I thought the set was really yeah, good. I I, yeah. I think maybe they actually went to London. <laughs> maybe I, I would I buy that. Right. Yeah. I think this was on location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yes. public broadcasting they, uh, budget allows them to fly this Jack Russell Terrier to London. Yeah. And maybe talk to the BBC. Can yeah. we use your you know 
Can you have your actually British actors put on some really bad <laughs> British accents? Yes. Like, as if they were uh, auditioning for My Fair Lady or Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Also, the German accent. Oh, I thought that, that was, was so bad. bad. That was so bad. amazing. It really helped me because at first I was confused about what Bohemia was. <laughs> and then oh. when he started talking, yeah. I knew for sure. I say more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of thought that maybe it was somehow related to Moulin Rouge, where mm. they also talk a lot about Bohemians. Right. Is it a region? I didn't I solve know. that mystery. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I was too if, busy. If I anyone's listening, <laughs> maybe you can just let us know. <laughs> Please just send in your <laughs> helpful facts. Email us at. Oh, you know what? We forgot to introduce the name of this podcast. Oh, that's bad. What? Mm. Okay, but that's okay. Dennis, please add this later <laughs> to the beginning of our tape. But it's it's like uh, no, it's like a cool movie where you have the intro, like the cold intro. Oh yeah. And now here's the part when we have the title in the middle of our first <clears throat> right. segment. <clears throat> right. Okay. So the title is. Is that what our voices sound like? Hmm. But also, potentially, should it be, is that what my voice sounds like? Not me, Molly, with an IE specifically. But which one sounds better? Just like if you're in the iTunes store. I think maybe, is that what my voice sounds like? Because that's what we each said while listening to it. Okay. So this is episode 0001 (laughs) of, is that what my voice sounds like? Hmm? Period. A podcast. What was that? A podcastrophe. A podcastrophe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Podcastrophe. Hot podcastrophe. Great. We got it. We got it. <clears throat> okay. So, starting now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. It's great. So, thank you for that overview, Mackenzie, and brief digression on what is a bohemia unresolved <laughs> so molly you are brand new to the wishbone never seen it before experience. which is sort of it's shocking amazing to me yeah i i've been lucky <laughs> i have not had to watch wishbone my entire life i will say the i was got so angry throughout this whole and to be fair i'm just gonna let the reader or listeners know oh no we're, we're getting a transcript of this <laughs> so, it will uh, be published separately i may also have been hangry when i started watching this episode so some of these judgments may not be fair yeah there was uh, that part where wishbone ate that sausage but that looked pretty good i've been I've been pet sitting right now, and I am jealous of the cat food that I am feeding these kittens. It's not very rational right now. But anyway, uh, first of all, I, for some reason, thought this was going to be animated. So I was already angry by watching it. So I was like, real life, damn it. I didn't sign up for real life. And then uh, I actually started watching it. So, so many things to be angry about. Um my first thought uh, upon the first scene was, is that the little blonde girl from the Addams Family movies? Did they give the girl Oh, scout? no. I can answer that okay. question. So the girl, the blonde girl from the Addams Family movies mm-hmm. also played Harmony Kendall on Buffy. Yes. And she was in Bring Ooh. It On. Yes. It is not her. Um, mm-hmm. It is maybe her sister. Not really. Yeah. But, um, however, the girl who plays Sam was an extra on season seven um, oh. of Buffy playing helpless girl uh, in the episode dirty girl she kind of plays that in this episode too yes um but yes i had the same question and that is why i looked her oh, up but yeah. thank goodness mm-hmm. <laughs> glad i wasn't the only one it, the, she just gives that same air mm-hmm. of like chipper uh, uh face punch ability I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know um 
Oh, God. I, should I go in order or um, just... Oh, you mean like linearly? Yeah, or just random thoughts. I think popcorn style. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a feminist, <laughs> well, and you know, like every observation that starts with as a feminist is going to be filled with like lighthearted, uh, happy. No, I'm going to be angry and humorless <laughs> about this right now. Actually. Oh, did you guys notice they were totally gaslighting her? I mean, oh, like, yeah. Oh, I know that it was sort of scripted, but I still was so pissed. Uh, I thought that a lot of the problems that they had were actually very relevant to nowadays. Privacy issues. Oh, yeah. And, like, being terrible <laughs> to women. Yeah, it was totally <laughs> terrible to women. So, uh, like, uh, okay, so she, you know, in their, one, one of the scenes is this, you know, they try to set up who they think is the real perpetrator, which, first of all, okay, the perpetrator, his name is DeMont. Mm-hmm. Oh, that name is awful. And also, <laughs> I feel like if you're going to go with DeMont, might as well just go with some other obviously evil name like Damien mm. or Lucifer. Oh, it was Lucifer or Lucian, you know, mm-hmm. some variation of like Damien or Lucian yeah. all along. Uh, also, he he looked different than we anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, Demont yes. did not did not, did not look. Did look not, yes, he looked. I was like, oh no! You know, the minute I heard the name, I was like, oh no, PBS, don't <laughs> don't do don't, it. don't do it. And they didn't bring it where I thought right. that they would because I don't uh, have faith in humanity. <laughs> but he was still. What a twerp. I think that character grows up to work on Wall Street, I think. Um, Or be a serial killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked up in real life what happened to him. What did happen to DeMond? He is a coach at at a high school. Oh, God. With special ed kids? Because I'm going to feel awful. No, no. Just, well... I mean, I don't know. It depends on no, how competitive the basketball team is, I guess. Like, douchebag athletes. I think it's like, I think he's just like a small-time high school basketball coach. But also, his dad, Rick, potentially, <laughs> probably created Wishbone. Oh. Right? So, oh, wow. some real oh. nepotism there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's... I do yeah. like that he, he cast him as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Twerp, Good job, Rick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, his kid is significantly more attractive than every other child on that show, it seems like. Right? Or am I making I that up? I don't know. No, I was no. just so okay. busy being yeah. angry All right. at him. I, they're young. <laughs> <laughs> I was more right. attracted to David Den- Dennis and his ability to, uh, you know... Solve crimes? Or follow basic clues. Mm. My biggest problem with DeMont was that they spent a lot of effort solving the anagram to get yeah. to the girl and yes. then when they went to the boy they were like oh of it course might it's be demont oh yeah it's totally demont <laughs> i was like wait you didn't use any clues yeah. there was this it was all conjecture but and what? they were right was was there an anagram though yeah okay took us slamming to the Right. Yeah, took us to the second girl, who, plot twist, turned out to also be victimized. But Hal Slaming Doan doesn't have a T in it, which is how I know that DeMont doesn't come from it. No, they no, didn't no. use the, the anagram yeah. to solve DeMont. The anagram led them to the second girl, girl who they thought and was the original. And then they literally talked to that girl, and then everyone sat around and went, oh, it's DeMont. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they you went know, to I will say it was brilliant oh, of DeMont to try and turn two women against each other. Yeah. Because that's that, what the patriarchy would do. Yeah. Yeah, do that demont. was a very that good is demont. true. That is true. Yeah. yeah, and I really was proud of Sam and the other girl mm-hmm. who I don't remember. Amanda. Her name. Oh, thank you, Molly. Oh, Amanda. What an awful for really name. figuring out quickly that they were not the enemy. 
and you know they sided with each other. Oh, oh we, we have a visitor. One moment. just got a, a visitor, our neighbor, who's going to stop by a little bit later uh, for another another segment once we finish this one up. Okay, so where were we? Wishbone. We're talking about Amanda, women on women, something, no, mm-hmm. pause. Yes. We made a pause joke. <laughs> so, <clears throat> okay. Okay. So... So they figure out it's DeMont, mm-hmm. and then they try to set up, like, a sting operation, a la, sort of, they try to mirror, you know, whatever great literary work Wishbone is wishboning at the moment. <laughs> and um, so they set up the sting operation, and, like, the parallel story is a scandal in Bohemia, or Belgravia, mm-hmm. or something like that, where uh, Sherlock... <laughs> Belgravia, sort of, yeah. yes. So I may have made that up. That might be, like, a coffee line or something. I think that's a, a country in... DC Comics, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and so they set up this thing where they, like, basically get try to get DeMont to incriminate himself or admit to his crimes. I don't know. It, it was all very ill thought out. And so what made me the angriest is, like, in order to do this, they basically gaslight her, her two guy friends, her two male allies. And even though I know she kind of wrote the script. Yeah, it was her yeah. idea. Yeah, but it still made me angry to hear those things that they were saying to her. Like, they were trying to like, you demonstrate what? it for listeners. Yeah, they were like, oh, you imagined it, or why do girls care so much about their looks, or like Oh, all yeah, of these when things. David mm-hmm. said that it was really shallow. David, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I wanted to reach into my laptop screen but see, as an educational prop for young women, they were playing bad guys then. Yeah. I, so they were illustrating what not to do. I was just like, this is why they, this is why oh, women don't talk about the things that happen to them. Um, they learn early. And that made me angry. But that didn't make me nearly as angry as when they finally catch DeMont. <laughs> And uh, they get an incriminating photo of him, which is actually a really adorable photo. It looks <laughs> just looks like an older version of the basically the copper tone ad where like the yes. baby's diaper is being pulled by like the adorable dog. That's true. Uh, yeah. Which you know, which... I think it's cute. But uh, part of me was just like, oh no, that is uh, threatening to his masculinity, maybe. And so I see why that would be a terrible photo. I also don't think her photo was that bad. She was eating like a tater tot or no. something. Yeah, and it was like. Well, God forbid, it looks like a girl is eating, which is why the photo is so shameful. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, even though, like, uh, you, the mom's lady, ambiguous lady friend uh, gives Wanda. bad advice. Wanda. Bad advice. <laughs> One, she has the most awesome name on the show. Yes. Two, uh, she clearly became my favorite character when she got so excited about tater tots. I was like, well, <laughs> I like where this woman's values lay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, these pictures are, are not all that embarrassing. But anyway, so that's how they, they catch him. They they get they stage a bad picture with him. And then she gets the picture and then the mom and the and Wanda like give her this advice like, Oh, you shouldn't stoop 
to his, you know, level. Mm -hmm. And that is when I just was like, no, you should stoop to his level. (laughs) God damn it. Like, I don't even know why he did this to you. Like we, I didn't Yeah. yeah. We never did establish his motives. Oh, did we? Really? Yeah. Because he has a crush on her. Wait, is that revealed? Does he have a crush on Amanda also? I think that part's unclear to me. (laughs) Wait, when did they reveal it? Is this in another episode or? Sometime uh, during the episode. No, no, I think I think at the end of the episode, you're supposed to be like, oh, because Sam clearly has a crush on him. Yeah, and I think upsetting. he kind oh, of has a crush God, on her, too. That is really upsetting. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's what the mo- Oh, Toby. Toby agrees. Say, there was one moment. I don't know what time exactly on you, the YouTube video, so I can't direct the viewers to it. But <laughs> Damon gave her, like, a super creepy look. Yes, yes. Like, uh-huh. he lingered for, like, three seconds, like, mmm, yep. girl. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I only that, hurt you because no, I, I really know, like you. And I, I know like, exactly oh, the moment, Molly. Yeah, it was when... Abusive um, relationships. Uh, Amanda and <laughs> Sam were fake arguing, and Damon oh. and his friend were, like, checking them out yeah. while they walked Divide past. It was very upsetting. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. His other friend's hair was just the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> but I will say on a fashion <laughs> note that Sam's outfit of mm. a long burgundy t-shirt yes. and ill-fitting burgundy <laughs> baseball cap made yeah. me really wish that that was still what cool people wore. <laughs> Uh, it's so much easier. It could still come back around. It could. I don't. Is she cool though? No, just well, I thought she was the older sister for a lot of the time, so I assumed so. I thought that maybe she was friends with Stephanie from Full House. Oh, she was pretty Ooh. cool though. Don't you think they mm-hmm. could be friends? They all had matching hats. <laughs> just for a little mini fashion mm-hmm. report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was um, a lot of good fashion going on. Yeah. Well, so Mackenzie, uh, not not. Mm-hmm. We can. We'll come back to some more. Uh, down with the patriarchy via wishboning. Yeah. Uh, but Mackenzie has taken some notes in Sharpie on the back of <laughs> some wrapping paper. I didn't have a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good. It has like some grid lines. Yeah. And then I also, did not use. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So any observations, um, general see. musings? I, um, many of my questions involved things like, is the sister famous? Is David? Have these people all done other things? To which Molly did some research and found out. No. Well, as, as, as I shared, um, DeMont is a high school high school basketball coach. So. And both Wanda and Mrs. Talbot were on uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's it. Yeah. David did nothing. Mm-hmm. I found one picture of him where he's older and it was upsetting. But besides that, nothing. Um, but, but, but Wishbone has had a major major career yes and yes. deservedly so he, yes. Clearly he the was the best very, actor was the show. best actor and I will say that but as, for real though the best actor yeah. right yes. I mean he had a lot of tricks yes um, he great was, physical comedian yeah really that really tail. good that watching tail. him read is maybe the most adorable thing that I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in my life and um, as far as um, you know faithfulness to the source material it really did quite a good job of doing the Conan Doyle story really almost completely accurately, more yeah. accurately than um, the BBC Sherlock, mm. if I yeah. wow. that point. Yeah, take that, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> exactly. Not as good as a little yeah. Jack Russell with three spots on his ear. <laughs> also, did anybody notice on a more positive uh, male note that the three guys who were lingering outside Irene Adler's <laughs> house with Cockney accents, the one was really attractive and like really acting. 
Did anybody notice him? No. I, he was kind of young and had sandy hair. Was wearing like a little newsboy cap. Was he and, the middle one? He was the one on the far or left. the far yes, left. The far, the far left. left. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that kind of surprised me. I assumed he must be really trying to be an actor because he did a good job. I also appreciated Wishbone's um, various accents from his kind of standard comedian accent to his British Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. to his Cockney undercover Sherlock Holmes to Irish priest. Yes, mm-hmm. I liked the Irish priest. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Um, I, I liked that. I felt like Irene Adler did not have a Jersey enough accent. Mm. They made it a point like twice to mention she was from New Jersey and uh, she just had standard American accent. I was I wanted to hear an 1850s Jersey <laughs> accent. I didn't know that Jersey existed in the 1850s. Oh, apparently. So that's but that's because like you went her... to alternative schools. <laughs> so. I did like that her hair looked like mine if I put it in a ponytail and fell asleep. I liked that she is not that attractive. No. Like all the actors were real medium. <laughs> Well, really you know, achievable as they, far as goals go. I will say that uh, that is fairly common in mm. British television. So oh. maybe they were trying to be closer to, you know, yeah. like sort yeah. of to yeah. source really media. Like the yes. most yes. attractive British uh, actors. So, yeah, like right. uh, uh, kind of an aside. I, I love just how plain... Not plain. I'm mm-hmm. being kinder. I love how grotesque British actors on British television look. It is amazing. I wish that would happen in America. It They're is also great. unrealistically good looking in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But there's also like seven of them. Yeah. Yes. Two. So. Yeah, and they all get the same roles. So subject mm-hmm. for another podcast. Oh, we okay. talk about the mediocre looks of uh, British actors. Excellent. It's going in the notes. Yeah. And listeners, if we don't if we don't talk about this a later date, you are welcome to email us. Uh-huh. Yes, please email us your favorite mediocre looking uh, British actors, and we will just talk about them. I will yes. say that if you binge watch more than like twelve hours of British television, you suddenly start to think they're really attractive because <laughs> no, everything gets true. like kind of scaled down. Yes, in like a weird way. Uh, I will good. say British television makes me think I should just move over there. Oh yeah, and... think how hard you'd be. Oh, I, I I would beg so much average <laughs> British ass. I oh I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my god, you get it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We just had a little eating. Eating. Sorry. On, on my That's me. Molly is doing a master cleanse and Mackenzie can't stop eating even though there's a microphone in her face. So that's pretty much a reflection of my life. But I think some people like listening to people eating. I don't know. It's possible. I don't think anyone does that. <laughs> Maybe that our one wrong. listener does. We haven't met them yet, but it's possible. That's because our special guest brought cookies and that was me. That's mean. true. Special guest, mystery guest. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, sorry, Mackenzie, I, I interrupted you. No, that's not uh, oh, I have one. Th- I have one random thought. Well, these all have been random thoughts. But uh, Wanda, do you remember who's the friend of Ms. Talbot in mm-hmm. the kind of bucket hat? <laughs> do you remember the show Blossom, the TV show Blossom? Yeah. Oh. I think Wanda might be like Blossom's best friend. Do you remember that character? Uh, Jenna Von Oy? Maybe. Wow. I think her name was, uh, Six? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She really reminds me of Six. I don't know why. I don't think think it was her. No, okay. Keep thinking she looked a lot I, like. I did. I the style all choices the were style choices on Wonder were terrible. They were just really, yeah. like a slightly grown out 
pixie cut with red hair. Yes. Garish yeah. red lipstick. I say terrible, and I love terrible style, so I would I would probably pull that look. Well, yeah. she was definitely the most interestingly dressed. Ooh, like, I mean, okay. by oh, far. Yeah. yeah, clearly. Amanda, no style. Mm. Poor also, Amanda. was Amanda three years younger than everyone else? She also looked like she was really young. Yeah, she might she might have been. Um, okay, let's see. All the rest oh. of my comments I wrote down are things about how cute Wishbone is and what great <laughs> tricks he does and how much yeah. I would like to be in a scene where the only other participant was a dog. He is really cute. Mm-hmm. Really, really cute. Oh, I have an unanswered question, mm. which is why do Sam and David have southern accents? Oh, oh they did? I think so. Occasionally. Sam definitely did. Joe didn't talk very much, but I think when you he did, he really also had a southern accent. kind of a strong, silent type. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not strong, but quiet. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. I think Sam was going for friendly, and that got oh. southern, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. My oh. question was, no one, I did not realize this mm. as a child, but no one can understand Wishbone, and also there's no way for them to get the moral of the story <laughs> he's telling because they can't hear him. Yes! Okay. Yes! Now that makes sense. Because or I was mean so... and just don't answer him when he asks the question. <laughs> That's also possible. And tells him that he has to go outside. I was concerned. I was like, if you don't take what? that dog out, he's going to pee on the carpet. You have to clean it up. And he was so upset when they called him, what was it, an, an ugly mutt? Yeah. Which I was like, I guess that is the most racial thing well, you could a call purebred. a dog. That's true. So, yeah, especially since it was technically untrue since he was a purebred. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, okay, now that makes more sense why uh, if they can't hear him, then they can't take lessons from the parent. <laughs> Parallel story, because just to bring this back to earlier, I was so angry when the mom and the ambiguous mom friend were like, "Oh yeah, don't do anything." Their advice was like, "Well, now you know. Now do nothing, young lady." And it was just like, "Are you are you kidding?" They went through all this effort yeah. so that she could do nothing to not retaliate. And a part of me, like, immediately I was like, they need a bad woman on this show that does bad things to tell her some, you know, contrasting advice, <laughs> goddammit. And then I realized they did. They had, uh, the like, Irene Adler as a role model, and they totally did not follow her example at all because uh, Sam confronts DeMont. I can't stop laughing over his name. And she's like, I've got a picture. And then he looks super scared. And then she's like, I'm not going to use it against you. And then he starts to get cocky again. And then she's like, first of all, which was upsetting. Oh yeah. That's another thing. So his behavior followed so many, you know, traditional reactions Mm -hmm. from like the patriarchy, of course, uh, threaten, uh, violence and coercion to get what you want. And then uh, when you feel threatened, up it some more. And so what? What is the what is Sam's reaction supposed to be? Oh, just stand down, like just be passive mm-hmm. and choose the path of you know loving and forgiveness. And I was like, that is some bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, so so she's like, you know, I have a photo of you, and he's like, oh god. And then she's like, but I'm not going to use it. And he's like, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> and then she's like, well, no, I'm not, because I've also got negatives. And he's like, oh no. And then she's like, but I'm just going to give you the negative. And I was like, what? Right. Also, why just- so many negatives of one photo? <laughs> well, maybe there's other pictures on there. like oh, okay. Like some yeah. B, B footage. Yeah. B-roll. Or like some, you know, pictures of like throwing the stick for wishbone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Because you have to obviously get the whole role, role developed, developed. Yeah, this in is 1992. Like in yeah. yeah. But I was super pissed because in the story, Irene Adler 
so tactical mm-hmm. keeps the incriminating picture and yeah. just you know ba- like yeah. she declares a detente with him with uh you know the prince of bavaria bohemia mm-hmm. belgravia belgravia yes Gavalia, whatever <laughs> yes. um and it was right it was like oh you know you know i'm gonna keep this picture as collateral basically i'm not gonna publish it and here's another picture and said blah, blah blah it was just like oh okay and the prince is like oh all right if i don't do anything to her she doesn't do anything to me mm-hmm. Uh, is that what a detente is? Oh, well, they kind of step down. They both okay. agree to step down, which I'm not saying that's what like a detente is. Sure I think like, so yeah, she I'm should have of, given him yeah. a picture of her that, right? Wouldn't that be the same uh I think she'd be giving him too line? much power. Well, no, because yeah. he like has a re- No, but like a regular picture of her. She, right? Isn't she that did give the, him a regular picture. The prince person gets? Yeah, he, he got mm. a regular picture. I guess she could. That was because she was taunting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe plus, Sam could have just given him a picture of Wishbone. And then, <laughs> she, <laughs> and then she kept the incriminating she photo. She totally should have kept that negative, though. Just I know, to but be then she had a weird, upsetting crush on him. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the problem. We lingered on that, like, uh, <clears throat> oh, you can't see my face because it's... Because <laughs> it's radio. It's radio. Pretend yeah. radio. So... But anyway, that was not so good. I think the moral of the episode was things are more terrible in real life (laughs) and better if you are a dog pretending to be a British detective. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, so unless there's any other comments, which they're welcome to, we're welcome to share them. uh, I think we should rate this episode. Um, well, I give it the big part of the wishbone yes. because I liked watching him wear that little cape and have the little hat mm-hmm. um, and because of the attractive layabout with the Cockney accent <laughs> who looked like he was maybe 18 or something. And so that was really nice. Oh, yeah. And so he would be 38 now. Perfect. Oh. So we can find him. <laughs> I'm sure he had a glorious career. Yes. Uh, what about you? What about you, Molly? Uh, I don't quite understand the rating system, so I'm going to go with the middle part of the bone. No, there's only two. You either get oh, yeah. big, or, big small. or small, half of the wishbone, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, it's basically thumbs oh, up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm going to be generous right now because I don't know if the... I don't have anything else, other episodes to compare it to. Other Wishbone episodes may be even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They that's probably true. are. So I'm going to give it the big part of the Wishbone just because the Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. part of the episode mm-hmm. was quite excellent. Yeah. That. See, this is where I'm torn because yeah. I feel like the Sherlock Holmes part was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Production value is really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Acting, great-ish. <laughs> for, Fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure they paid those actors like $200 in a bagel. I'm pretty sure the guy who played Watson maybe yeah. also run the boom. Yes. <laughs> yes. He does look like he's in stage tech. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. But then the other half was just pretty bad. Hmm. I think I also give it a big half of the wishbone, though, because right. that's good. That's okay. one and a half big halves of the wishbones. <laughs> that's great. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for the story, Wishbone, <laughs> for sharing another tale. That's right. That's good. Okay. Dennis, Woo! also insert some transition music oh, yes. here. <laughs> insert segue. And how do we keep our balance? That I can tell you in one word. Transition. Transition. Transition! Transition! Transition!
as you probably heard from the doorbell ringing and Toby the dog barking a lot, and then some stomping, and then some eating of cookies. (laughs) (laughs) We have a special guest who is a friend and neighbor to all, but most specifically to me and also to other Molly because he lives around the corner. It is our very special Blue Apron guest, Sarif Keo. How are you, Sarif? I'm doing well, Molly. How are you? I am great. You sound good. Yeah. That mic just it really fits you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for, for making the trek over. In your brand new Christmas uh, butt coat. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I did get a butt coat this Christmas, and if the listeners don't know what a butt coat is, it's just a coat that covers your butt. It's really If, if you do not good. own one, um, yeah. it, it can change your life. <laughs> I, I will say, when you said butt coat, I thought it meant coat that accentuates your butt or even exaggerates your butt. Like a coat with a, a bustle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could understand why that would be confusing. Or just like a hole. <laughs> Very popular in this neighborhood. <laughs> in general. But if you think about the seasonal time and why someone would have a butt coat, you know, yeah, in the yeah. context, right? If you're listening to this in real time, it's winter. So, <laughs> so yeah, warmth is key. So Sarif is an avid Blue Apron chef. And since Blue Apron sponsors all of our favorite podcasts, we thought that maybe a way to get sponsorship without having produced anything yet, uh, is to have Sarith read one of his favorite or any of the Blue Apron recipes. Um, And this probably will hurt our chances of getting sponsorship, what I'm about to say, because Sarith is actually about to go off of Blue Apron for one month. I am. It's that time of year that we usually try our our cleanse um, Mm -hmm. for January, and then... uh, it really helps to reset some of the um, the bad eating habits. Not the Blue Apron mm-hmm. recipes, but just generally like Christmassy, right? Um, Thanksgivingy baked goods. So between other Molly and Sarith, that just means more food for me and Mackenzie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, so I, I started uh, Blue Apron about four Whoa. months ago, um, and just kind of tried it off a whim. I heard about a lot of good things Whoa. from podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, they send you uh, three meals a week, and I've been doing it, and I've been really enjoying the um, the quality of the products and the um, variety that it really provides, especially if you don't have to think about um, making something and coming up with um, that plan. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Not that I do it, but that that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds lovely. But yes. you've you've had you've had some. Of my I have gotten to partake uh, in a number of your Blue Apron. Productions mm-hmm. and they're really quite excellent. Yeah. Plus, everything comes in its own little cute package, which yeah. is adorable. Yeah. So that's really nice to get a nice mm-hmm. delivery of food. Mm-hmm. So. so, do you want to give us a dramatic reading? Yeah. Well, any reading well, you do is dramatic. Well, so I really wanted to talk about a recipe that I um, did earlier this week, and um, the one that was sent to me that I really really enjoyed was it was called the salmon and lemon bucatini with Brussels sprouts and toasted breadcrumbs. Sounds great. And for the listeners that don't know what bucatini is, it's a type of pasta. So it's kind of a salmon pasta dish that um, is really good for this time of year. So this is really up in the value. Of this, this is really more legit. Sound. Also, your voice is just so yeah. it's dulcet, yeah. dulcet tones. Thank you. I appreciate really, that. Really Not because you're a man, though. Okay. Just for the record. <laughs> Well, I also wanted to say that this um, recipe, like like most of the other recipes, they um, uh, they have two servings each, um, 
And, you know, the calories for this one is about 700 calories. So for the calorie conscious people, um, it really ranges between 500 to 700 calories um, per per meal. So it's pretty, pretty good in terms of um, uh, if you're on a diet or if you're watching those calories. So and it takes about half an hour to make. So that's excellent. So, yes. Let me just read the little um, uh, the intro here real quick because they have um, every time you have a Blue Apron meal, they give you a little card and it kind of highlights um, all the all the things that uh, ingredients they have and kind of talks about the dish. So this pasta dish highlights a dish, deliciously well balanced flavor pairing, rich buttery salmon and earthly Brussels sprouts. Our chewy bucatini pasta features flaked, pan seared salmon fillets and Brussels sprout leaves, sautéed with aromatic shallot and garlic. To accompany these sophisticated flavors, we're making an easy gourmet sauce using luscious, silky, creme fraiche, a little butter, and lemon juice. A crunchy toasted breadcrumb garnish completes this impressive seasonal dish. And I will say that I made this and it was pretty easy um, in the grand scheme of things, half an hour, and I had a really nice dish and my partner um, also agreed. So I, I can't highly recommend Blue Apron enough to all your listeners. So, so big, big half of the wishbone. Big, <laughs> I would say big half of the wishbone for this. Um, I will also have a disclaimer that I am um, uh, Blue Apron is not paying me. To, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a spokesperson for Blue Apron. I just, yeah. um, I just can see the value for for people who um, could use uh, a service such as this. So, and that's been Blue Apron. Ba da cha. Woohoo! Good job. Thank Sarif. you, Sarif. That was so great. You're a really good reader. Yeah. And cook. Oh, we're still recording. We are on oh, yeah. air. Always. The it's red light on is on. All the time. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that I could come on and just share my, my, my experience and some of my things that I've been enjoying this past couple of months. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, and also, have you? did you watch Wishbone when you were growing up? Just call um, back to an earlier segment. <laughs> I did. I, I think I caught a couple episodes mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Yeah. Good, bad, medium I thought the dog was really cute, and so I really that's enjoyed generally it. That's the general, that's the like consensus. like the first line of every Yelp review about Wishbone. <laughs> oh, it the is dog really, is really cute. cute. Yeah. So, but but a, I think it can go a long way for having a cute animal. In the, I, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. As opposed to an ugly animal. <laughs> no one wants to watch it. Oh, no. sorry, you're anti-ugly animal? <laughs> no, I mean, it's hard to find an ugly animal that you don't like, so. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... We have a, another segment now. <clears throat> so, so sorry. Uh, just to wrap up, Blue Apron, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll give you a great rate as our first sponsor of this podcast. Uh, and we'll even throw in Sarith Keo. So there you go. Uh, if you, you're welcome to stay for our second segment, Sarith, or, or depart. You might, you might depart. Okay. So <laughs> when you hear some, some stepping and uh, Toby leaving, well, oh, you know what we could, could do? <laughs> I could pause it. Okay. Now we're starting again. I don't think we recorded it over. I th- well, I think we did, actually, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll piece it together. We'll piece it together, yes. And by we, I mean, not me, but... Dennis. Dennis will piece Dennis it together. Dennis fixed this part also. Yes. It's weird. Part Half of it is green and half of it is red. It's very bizarre. Uh-oh. Hmm. I think it's fine. It's very festive. Yes, it's very Christmassy. That can be one of our things will be mystery messages to our production yes. or what is it producer yeah little easter eggs uh-huh and then i'll be like and uh dennis later can you please edit that so i sound less demonic yes, yes. Mm-hmm. it's only going to take you five hours mm-hmm. to and listen to through dennis i would like to make you make myself sound more demonic <laughs> so just take some of 
Mackenzie's and just add it to mine. Yeah. To mine. Molly. Yeah, yes. something like that. Uh, now we're on to another segment called... What, it, what was it called? Oh, those were the days wherein we find an artifact from our past and then share it with you, our dear listeners. We just came up with this segment. It's great. <laughs> like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so this is a letter that I um, unsurfaced in a folder of documents that was at my father's work. Um, it was written in 1997, June of 1997, when I was 11 years old. And apparently, I don't really remember this, but my sister and I, Ellen is my sister, really wanted guinea pigs for some unknown reason. And so I sent this letter to my parents, um, addressed with their real address. Um, and the return address is a company called Pets and Children Incorporated. <laughs> 747 Dogwood Lane 98136. So they're local. (laughs) On uh, ruled paper, the following message is written. Dear Mom and Dad. But it says Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Mom and Dad? Yes. We are here to inform you that as soon as possible, most preferably either the 14th or 15th of June 1997... (laughs) We would like you to buy two guinea pigs, one long-haired and one short-haired. These guinea pigs will be given to Mackenzie and Ellen Teal, two sisters who have been wanting some for a very long time. (laughs) Mackenzie and Ellen will give both guinea pigs good names, good homes, and lots of love. Mackenzie and Ellen are even offering to pay for them both. They only need one cage, which will cost around $20. (laughs) They will stay, sorry, I have to zoom in on that. They will stay either on the chest of drawers in the corner of the dining room. (laughs) Mackenzie and Ellen will clean everything off of the chest of drawers and find a new place for things. Or on your desk. Mackenzie and Ellen will clean that too. Please discuss amongst yourselves and write me back why or why not you have decided what you have decided. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, Jeannie Piggs, president of Pets and Children Incorporated. (laughs) So his strategies for getting a pet going, a notarized letter from a fake company instructing your parents to buy some pets. Oh, probably. Oh, man. I like to point out that we do not promise to clean the cages. Just clean off a space for their cage to be. And then put the things somewhere Somewhere else. else. Yeah. I, I like... Uh, I was very impressed by the tone of the letter. It sounded like it was written by a small child lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, that accurately describes me, I think. Yeah, and uh, that, that tricky wording of, like, <laughs> I will clean the area around. So ambiguously worded, so it could be construed later as you had promised to clean the cage, but you can defend yeah. your, We didn't explicitly say. If you say, read the contract. Yeah. yeah yes. We did not. And it's brilliant. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, it really makes... It, you know, I mean, who wouldn't, after hearing that, want to have two guinea pigs living in the dining room? Yes. <laughs> Which is a fine place for... Yes. I, like, I like that you said you'll give them a good home, which is the home that you're asking your parents to give them. Yes, but the first it's thing we'll give them are good names. Good names. <laughs> good good names, names and then a good home. A good home that we're asking you, 
it's sort of like a snake eating itself. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're asking you to provide. Um, I also like that it just starts with, we would like you to purchase these guinea pigs. <laughs> Except for that you also are willing to purchase them. Right. And buy a $20 cage. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that every guinea pig I knew ever lived in a, like, in a kiddie pool. What? Huh. Like, you know, like inside, like one of those little blue plastic pools. Like, they kind of need a lot of room. Like, I don't know oh, what this cage is. But dry, though. Like an empty pool. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's not <laughs> filled with water. Although they can swim. I've seen it on YouTube. So, were you successful? No. Oh, Which was even a, with that letter. No, I know. I, I, <laughs> I think this was a probably like stage three of my requests. You know, I'm sure Ellen followed up with like a tearful, sweet written, like, Aww. you know, I'm the cutest younger child plea. Um, but no, and and to the past child me, I'd like to say that was really good because guinea pigs are kind of terrible. They don't want to hang out with you and it's not a dog. <laughs> mm. So you didn't want one in reality. They look like tiny capybaras. Mm, that's kind of the uh, awesome part. Yeah. So I feel Or potatoes like... with feet. Oh, man. Now I want a guinea pig. Yeah, Why see, did you have to describe them as potato with feet? It's one of the only things feet? that I can draw. <laughs> I okay, dear readers feet. or <laughs> listeners, I keep calling you readers. Uh, sometime in the future, for, for some auditorily we have, impaired listeners, yeah. we are providing the written uh, version. We'll have some contests in the future. Grand prize is going to be Mackenzie's drawing of a potato yeah. with feet. Oh, yeah. good. So exactly. keep keep listening. Yeah, basically, we're bribing you to listen. Yes. It would be amazing. Get it now before it gets put on Etsy. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, that was great. That was a great trip down memory lane, Mackenzie. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Um, I, this might be overkill because we are into hour 17. <laughs> but I, Unless uh, our demands are met, yes. we're going to keep talking. Yes. Blue apron. <laughs> uh, but I did find a journal from middle school. I think this was around the same time, actually, Mackenzie. So mm-hmm. uh, that's fun, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we will talk about our origin story another day. But yeah. uh, So in middle school, in homeroom, we were required to journal. That's why I have the most boring journal topics, <laughs> just in case anyone reading this in the future thinks that I diaried about going to camp with my middle school class. Um, but I, my entries about camp are really dramatic and have a lot of illustrations and so i thought i would just read a tiny bit um starting with stuff i don't in caps and underlined want to happen at camp oh number one leaky tent these all have illustrations by the way (laughs) number two too much rain to start a fire number three wet shoes number four lots of bugs Number five, a bad time. Just in general. I do not want to have a bad time. Uh, <laughs> is the fire necessary for camp? Like, are you going to starve if you don't start a fire? Or is just that's part of the camp experience you don't you want to miss out on? I know. I think I thought this was going to be way more, like, child-led <laughs> than it was. So this is from Glacier View Camp. And then I write a little P.S. Look, I can view a glacier. And then another, ha, ha, ha. Like, two little sub things. It's not even that funny. So here we go. Uh, My favorite activity was the rock climbing. It was so fun. I got completely covered in cuts and scrapes on my (laughs) knees and hands. But exclamation point. But in a way that made me feel more accomplished. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that young Molly has perspective on life. Yeah, <laughs> young Molly Even and then. old Molly are also very similar. Uh, it's true. You know, like I was roughing it and living <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> the water scare and the bathrooms added to that essence. I was practicing all of my words. Yeah, also. that was really good. Uh, yeah, I cri- climbed one rock wall thing that only me and one other person climbed. It was totally cool. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Another good experience I had was creating the shirt for my cabin group. See, when we first started working on it, I write very conversationally. When we first started working on it, we had no idea, different kind of no, N-K-N-O-W, idea what we would do. But then I came up with the hein thing. Hen! Hen! Thing. And then we won. Oh, you know what? Shirt, not shirt. Skit, skit. Oh, yes. Skit. Skit. So Hen was our math teacher who told me that I shouldn't take advanced math in high school because it just took me too long to get anything. So, (laughs) but then I signed up anyway and he was right. (laughs) Lesson learned. Uh, Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Oh, a couple of notes, stuff for next time to remember to bring. Grapes, Ritz crackers, check cereal, and maybe a better happy parent person. Oh, because I did not like the parent person that we had, like, as our camp supervisor. So, next time, a better happy parent person. Some food, better food, (laughs) and a better... Checks, specifically. Supervisor. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And that has been... Those were the days. Or, if we cut out the second part, and that was Mackenzie's. Those were the days. (laughs) Transition! <laughs> the last. <laughs> I like that segment. The last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is this called? Oh, made up makeover. Mm-hmm. And um, we are going to be taking a JPEG image found <laughs> on the internet of a famousish person. <laughs> um, I will be describing the current state of that picture, and then both Molly's will be giving us their advice on how they would better. Make them up. Make them up. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, um, for our first episode of this segment, one, <laughs> we have chosen <laughs> Jordan from the Great British Baking Show season one. I believe you can see it on Netflix. Can I just say a quick yes. note about that? So, some there is another show Possibly. called the Great British Bake Off that may be the same show. Mm-hmm. Potentially it started out as a Great British Baking Show and then became the Great British Bake Off. But just in case any of you are listening and you're like, Aah! you got the name wrong and are throwing your phone against the wall because we got on iTunes, uh, there's two different shows potentially. So that's or why. Or maybe the same one. Maybe the same one. We don't know. But it's with Mary Berry. Okay. Okay. So that's if it. you Google... The Great British Baking Show, Season 1, Jordan. The first image that comes up under your image search is the one we're going to be making over today. Um, it shows a <laughs> white male um, somewhere between the ages of 16 and 104. Um, kind of in that in-between 
old man boy phase. Um, kind of long. Actually, his hair looks a lot like mine, but brown. <laughs> um, sweeping just across his shoulders. Um, kind of a side part with um, a lot of uh, height, low to the roots. Um, feathered a little bit. Um, that's nice. He's got square rim, dark glasses. Um, and he is smiling a lot. So he's pretty excited about that. He's wearing a short-sleeved white button-up shirt with a collar that has a kind of geometric pattern of red, blue, and yellow lines covering it. And a um, beige cooking apron. Um, And he's carrying a mixing bowl. And... um, He's yeah, pretty pretty excited about all that. So um, that's what we have to work with, Molly's. He's he's pretty British looking. Uh, I will just add, uh, just say that because his teeth are pretty straight and white. I should have mentioned that since he is British, but they're yeah. not the worst. Uh, he yeah, seems um, to have all of them. Just to set the tone, he's <laughs> kind of pasty uh, mm-hmm. as they tend to be, and uh, he's kind of uh, yeah. The skin looks a little pasty and doughy, which is appropriate since he's on a show called The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Uh, he just looks, uh, and he's a bit scrawny, so he just kind of looks like the kind of person that looks like they would be slightly damp all the time. Yes. <laughs> Either mm-hmm. from being from that kind of climate or just being nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you probably want to have a handkerchief on you at all times if you are socializing with him. Skin kind of soft like you're petting a hairless dog. Yes. Exactly so. And who isn't turned on by that? <laughs> who yeah. isn't? Stickier. Side note. Though, right? Though, stickier. Yes, a little stickier. <laughs> Side note, Molly. I am very attracted to him. <laughs> Molly with an A, for some reason, very attractive. He just looks like the biggest doof, and for, I just find it endearing. I don't know why I think pre-makeover-looking losers are, are just kind of attractive. Um, and I, yes, I, 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 I think it's the accent. If this guy mm. did not have a British accent, I'd just be like, well, it's an American loser. But because he's a British loser, <laughs> like way better. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I would be all over that. Like his his style is actually not that bad. Oh, I, I think oh, his maybe style it is, is that bad. bad. Well, oh, okay. He, okay, so here's the thing. Let's just all agree now. Uh, if you're just a sort of naturally conventionally good looking person, like. Uh, bad style it's just like oh it's quirky like on a, an extremely true. attractive man right. uh it'd just be like well that's that's funky he's got <laughs> oh it's it's you know it's got some attitude but on him you're just like oh man we can't see his legs but i think he's <laughs> pretty sure he's not need that are his shirt's probably tucked in he's wearing jeans and they may taper down <laughs> to his ankles yeah um <laughs> Ah, it's it's a nice I quirky see, shirt. Uh, probably on someone m- much hotter, it would be much more attractive. On him, it just looks tragic. Like uh, <laughs> he's had this shirt since he was like twelve. <laughs> probably also had this body since he was twelve, and <laughs> not ever felt the need to change any. Maybe of Maybe the things. costume stylist at the BBC. Try. I assume it's from BBC One, mm-hmm. Two, Three, or Four, but. Um, I assume they tried to get into a different shirt, but he brought that one from home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this show is pretty low budget, just uh, oh. in the interest yeah. of full disclosure. Well, so. that other guy's nicely dressed. The host. Oh, the host. Yeah. Paul what? Hollywood or something? Yeah. Silver Fox yeah. thing going what on. He an awful is name. a terrible human being. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure. 
Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure Hollywood's not his real last name, and anyone who would choose Hollywood as Hollywood. your last name, <laughs> yeah, probably a terrible person. But I'm his sure co-host, Mary Berry, that delightful. is her real name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Molly, so <clears throat> what would you do? All right, I have one low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Shave the neck beard. Oh, it's ew. just oh, horrifying. Yes. Oh, there's a neck beard? But a, a neck stubble. Uh, next mm-hmm. double. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's just too too deep in the neck. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where I would begin. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like he could he has he has pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some glasses I think he needs glasses, like a little really I, distancing. So I am uh mm. will proudly and frankly admit on this first <laughs> podcast because Listeners, you're going to get to know me really well. I love glasses on most people. Mm. I actually think glasses make people look better uh, because in my weird psychology, I think you're trying to like contain your hotness or something with the glasses. Yeah. And then so when you put on glasses, I'm like, oh, no, you can't fool me. I know you're probably hot. (laughs) And so it's got this reverse psychology kind of effect on me. Uh, But I will just say on him, I'm like, oh, no, take those glasses off. (laughs) I think you should not go with the glasses. I'm afraid if you take his glasses off, his mouth will get bigger. (laughs) Which is very possible. That's true. But a different shape might help. I think you should just get contacts like i i just i i okay i'm just be honest i want to hugh grant if i him so i i want to throw off i i want to take the glasses off and stomp them on the ground (laughs) and then i'll stick some contacts on them eyeballs and then i think he you know he kind of has naturally floppy looking hair Mm -hmm. he should go for the hugh grant hair it's worked for hugh grant for like the last 25 years they've got similar face shape then you just kind of stick them in like a, a white shirt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like he went for kind of like mysterious yeah. and British, and not like yeah, jovial. Not. <laughs> I think it's just a general wonderment about life. Uh, oh, I, it's yeah. not really a sexy look, but it's an endearing look. You know, as a person with wavy curly hair, that um, bra strap length that he has going oh. on is the worst one you yeah. can have because it makes that triangle. Yeah. I don't know that Prince Valiant hair has ever looked <laughs> good on anybody ever. Not even on Prince Valiant himself. Uh, yeah. Someone needs to take a scissor to those things. Um, just a clarifying question. Are you both looking at the photo of him holding the bowl? Yes. Okay. <laughs> then yes. I take it back. He should definitely not have glasses. That's just horrifying. Uh, but there, because there's another one that's a little... Uh-huh. I saw that one too, where he's a little less smiley. Right. Yeah. yeah where he's got like a little, uh-huh. a little, a oh, little a smirk, a smirk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But the he's smizing still. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men should never look happy. <laughs> Apparently, according to an OK Cupid study I read, oh. uh, men do not look attractive when they look happy. I feel like yeah. most of the people I see on OKCupid okay make me assume they are serial killers. So <laughs> I don't know. But... So therefore, very attractive. <laughs> serial killers have this Ooh, charisma. Hot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Diamant on there. <laughs> Diamant. Diamant. That's his name. Oh Diamant is a if, dressage horse oh I used to know. If his name was Diamant... That would be amazing. That is like a, it's either a stripper name. It is a dressage horse that I used to know. A drug dealer name or an evil mastermind name. All of which way better than just jerky twerp kid name. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about his clothes? <clears throat> what would you put him in? Oh, I think I meant. I think I, I would do. You know, the very classic uh, crisp white shirt uh, that actually fits. Uh, mm-hmm. Men wearing clothes that fit. Really, really attractive. Um, and like a black blazer. I don't know. I mm-hmm. think I'm just. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to make him so basic. But, mm. but I mean, ba- yeah, basic looks good on mm-hmm. on men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, the- especially as the begin, because you gotta kind of stage the makeover process. I think <laughs> it's like a hard reset. Yeah, nice white shirt. Yeah, exactly. Haircut. Like a master cleanse, and right? Yeah, exactly. yes, yes, yes. And then visual uh, paleo. As they get better, you add little little touches, like uh, gold cufflinks or uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you know. never earrings. Never oh, earrings. Oh, oh god, that's where I earrings. was going. Right. Never earrings. <laughs> never. Ever, unless you're a male porn star, and then it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't but make maybe you only more attractive studs though. Just a yeah. diamond stud. Yeah, yeah. Pasty white guy, no, no. earrings. No, I guess, <laughs> I guess we should clarify. Yeah. yeah. Also, never gold chain necklace. Mm-mm. Gold necklace. No, of any kind. Never. No. no. Yeah. Even if it has like a picture of a Buddha on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, classy, classy watch though. Classy okay. watch could be good. Yeah. He could, yeah, he could pull off a classy watch. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. Excellent. And, and then maybe. He's looking better already. I think so too. And then I think the only other thing I would suggest is that he move out of his mom's house. Yeah. I don't know. I find that a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> Mom could walk in on any time. <laughs> Adds a little bit of yeah. spice. H- yeah. Heightens things. Mm-hmm. It's like you're Plus a middle school. you can hear her walking yeah. around upstairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Great. But I, I would for real like that shirt that he's wearing right well, now. Well, either Molly On could you. pull off yeah. that shirt very well. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I should point because out that small both women. M- me, Molly, and other Molly are wearing glasses to hide <laughs> our hotness. So I think that is... That was an accurate statement. We were just projecting on him this yes. whole time. Jordan, very sorry for taking Arya shoes out on you. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care. No, he doesn't. Still that smiling. dude looks laid back. Yes. yes. I will say, another uh, reason why I feel like I'm attracted to him, it just seems like he would just want to bake for me all the time. Mm-hmm. He would. And how could you not love that? Yeah, Especially during the master cleanse. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about gluten. Yeah, because gluten is the best. Yeah. As uh, the Mindy Lahiri character said, gluten, that's my favorite food group. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And uh, and that's a wrap? That's good. (laughs) I think that was the best one. I think that was a really, really excellent segment. Uh, I think that, oh, okay, so for our wrap up, do we want to have a signature sign off? Because I did put something together. It goes like this. Keep on hiking, but not too far, because wherever you go, there you are. I don't know why it just came to me. I like it. But we can come up with other sign-offs as well. I think that's a great one. Thanks for tuning in, imaginary listeners. We really appreciate you joining us on this journey. And before we go, remember... Keep on hiking, but not too far. Because wherever you go, there there you are. That was good. Transition. Um, I also did a credit. I also did a credit check recently. Huh? Yeah.
first time ever. Did you do ever. it by clicking yes when those pop-ups no, come up? No, no, I went through. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm speaking so much into the mic as if this will be part of the podcast. <laughs> I think it um, might be. <laughs> it might be. It's true. It depends on the quality of wishbone, and also if that big green line means that nothing was recording. Oh, it's possible. 